Hello and welcome to Backflips and Nerds, a baseball podcast with a British twist. I'm your host tonight, Tom Pringle. Um, and tonight's show is the very first show of our very special series we're looking to run. Um, and it's going to run all the way up to the start of the London series. Um, it's a series we're calling Game Makers, where we interview those people behind the scenes who are going to make the spectacle of the Red Sox and Yankees actually happen right here in the UK. Um, first up, we have a man who is literally bringing the field to the UK. It's Murray Cook. How are you, Murray? Great, Tom. Doing, doing very well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy day, but I'm good. Um, so first of all, if you can just tell the, the, the listeners what your job title is and, and how you're going to bring the field to the UK. Well, I've got a couple of uh, titles. I've been Major League Baseball's uh, official field consultant for oh, going back 1990, so close to 30 years. And and uh, I run a division for a company called Brightview that we, we operate here in the U.S., uh, the sports facilities and design and construction and maintenance, that sort of thing. But uh, no, we've been working on this. Uh, event uh, to happen in London for, for quite some time, probably going back to 2013, we started shopping around trying to see what could work. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll come into more details about that then. So so you're literally the man that makes baseball fields happen around the world. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of been my uh, uh, my, my title for, for fields and ballparks. Uh, been uh, 60 some countries and, and uh, for MLB and with the WBCS and and working the Olympics and uh, so whenever there's professional players playing in a, in, a, in an area somewhere in the country, uh, the facilities have to meet certain uh, standards and requirements. So uh, uh, we're the guys that they they send out and and perform the work to bring them up to those levels. That's awesome. So um, how how do you get into this? This isn't like a, a profession you sort of fall into. Surely this must have been a passion. You must have had this from an early age. I would say it's a little bit of both. that kind of fell into it and kind of happened. I, I, I grew up behind a ballpark, uh, behind the left field fence of the Salem Pirates Class A Club, Carolina Lake. It's back when they, uh, uh, they had the John Candelarias and Steve Nikoshes and and uh, some, some, some really top talent on that team. And balls would go over in my yard and uh, I would sell them for during batting practice and I'd sell them back to the ball club. And one thing led to another. They said, you know, you should come inside because you're making too much money. <laughs> so uh, uh, I took a job inside working on a, you know, doing a ball boy, bat boy, whatever, just kind of whatever around a ballpark. And the guy said, Hey, we want to try help us with the field. And I said, sure. So that kind of, that kind of clicked and uh, moved on. Uh, went to school to be a teacher and uh, and uh, to K through three, and uh, during the summers I'd work at the ballpark and found out that I could make a few extra bucks more doing ballpark stuff than I could be in teaching. So, lo and behold, one thing led to another, and took some other courses in different programs and op- operations and field construction and so on, and here I am. That's really cool. Um, it's quite good that you got that story of sort of doing the, the, the low-level job, so to speak, and then building up to what you're doing now. It's just amazing. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing with you living near a baseball park, you are a baseball fan. Um, do, you, do you think you need to be a baseball fan to enjoy the job that you're doing? I, you know what? I think, I think you need to enjoy, one, uh, anything you do in life uh, to, to, uh, to really stick with it. I mean, if you don't have a passion for what you do, then, then you should be trying to do something else. And this has always been a passion. I love education. I love teaching. I love sharing information with others and, and, uh, and, and spending time and, and, and seeing, seeing the fruits of the labor 
pretty much uh, grow right before you from 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 the fields. So it's a uh, it's a uh, it's been a good run. That's cool. So um, you mentioned earlier that 2013, you first started to hear about the London series. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're the obvious guy to go to. Is is there anyone else out there? Are there are the companies that are doing this. Is there, you know, have you got a rival in this that's that's um, trying to trying to take these big jobs from you? <laughs> no, not really. It's uh, with the commissioner's office. They they they're, they're kind of pretty monogamous when it comes to to the field stuff. So. I've been blessed to have that that relationship with uh, with with that group for a long time, along with the IBAF and now WBCS, and so we we just kind of know how how things tick. I mean, I, I guess my my first foray there in London was uh, when we when we flipped the oval into a uh, uh, into a baseball pitch for the uh, minor league club with the Mets and the Red Sox uh, back in nineteen I want to say it was nineteen ninety three I believe it was. Uh, quite the fun time there so i guess have a little bit of experience working and working on fields there in london yeah so it, it was 93 you're right and i'm going to come on to that but I, I tell you what we'll talk about it now then so is there anything from that experience i mean when that one came along was it was it a bit of a shock really that you're going to go to the uk and do this or was this this something that was rumored and building for quite some time well it, it was it, it came together kind of, kind of quickly europe uh, was just opened up their mlb office and we looking to play some games in Frankfurt, I think, and Bonn. And, and uh, just a couple of years before, we there was a minor league uh, group that took two teams over to Russia. It was, at that time, it was still USSR. That was in 89. And uh, we toured uh, uh, toured Kiev and Tallinn and, and, uh, and, and Moscow with, uh, with a club that played the local, local uh, Moscow national team. Uh, so it's, you know, that was kind of the, you know, really the beginning of, of, of a, of an era of trying to grow the game with throughout Europe. Obviously you go back to years before that, when they had the barnstormers with the Babe Ruth and that sort of thing, when they, they did their tours, but, uh, you know, they've, they've been, uh, the commission always has a passion to grow the game worldwide and, and, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's working. Yeah. They're doing a fantastic job at the moment. Clearly we're, we're very excited to get it in London. Um, uh, bearing in mind that you know the British baseball scene, the playing scene isn't as big as some of the the countries in Europe, for example, like Holland and Germany and Italy. So we were kind of surprised we got it where we did, but clearly we're we're delighted to get it. So um, yeah. when 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 you got the gig, then um, where where do you even start on this? I mean, what's I'm guessing the first point is, are you going to have it at the Oval again, or are you going to go somewhere else? Was that kind of your your first question? Yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, discussion with various venues. We looked at the Wembley, we looked at uh, the Oval, we looked at the you know the uh, Olympic Stadium there, uh, obviously. And uh, at one time, the 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 layout of the field with the Olympic Stadium was in the corner, and we kept back and forth. And they were going to replace the lights. West Ham was moving in. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a lot of a lot of moving parts to to uh, to 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 come into the, the decision and and where we are today. I mean, a lot of a lot of people involved in in reviewing that. So yeah, that's it's uh it's 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 been a long road, but 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 we're here this year. It's exciting. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's interesting you say it was going to be in the corner at Wembley at the Olympic Park. That'd be interesting. Um, so I'm guessing the the cricket the cricket stadiums were out because it's the summer and that's when we play cricket in the UK. Um, so I'm guessing they were, they were scrapped from the record pretty quick or was there still some hope that you could go to maybe Lords, even though I don't think it's big enough or the oval or something like that. 
you know, there's there's uh, cricket pitches are, are are unique. You know, we did a, we did a, a similar type of a, of a rebuild over at the SCG in Australia in Sydney, and we we turned that around for a Dodgers uh, D-backs opening day in 2014. So, kind of what we're doing, very similar to what we're doing in in uh, in London, is is what we perform there as far as turning that that uh, that cricket pitch into a baseball field in about the, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So uh, we've, we've learned along the way uh, quite a few things on, on how to develop uh, temporary ballparks, uh, you know, with, with the Fort Bragg game, if you may be familiar with that in 2016. Yeah. Built a park there on, on the, uh, on the army base and did that in four months. And it was a, it was what was there before was just a, an abandoned old golf course. So we had to grade and it was a, it was a massive construction project. That's incredible. Yeah, the, the the ballpark looked fantastic at the end, and the players absolutely loved it as well. Um, we saw the reports in there; it was superb. Um, just talking about the temporary fields, then. So, how does your job um, different when it comes to a, a temporary field compared to like the full time baseball facility? Um, and I mean temporary field is in like the Olympic Stadium and then converting it rather than a full time baseball facility, like if you're going over to Mexico or Dominican, maybe. Sure. Well, you're we're, obviously our our first goal was you know is does it fit right? You know, and, yeah. and can we get the right orientation of the ballpark? That's, that's what we typically look for first. And then, and then define and from there, we start checking all the other boxes as it relates to, you know, the time of the year, what's available, how many concerts they're going to run in out. What's who's, who's the user. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of boxes there to check. And as, as we, as we go down the road to, to select a site and, uh, and, and this was, it was no different. As I mentioned, originally we, we discussed putting the, the uh, home plate in the corner, but but found that uh, moving it to the to the midline uh, provided a much better viewing uh, opportunity for fans, and uh, you know makes makes center field just a tad short. But we're going to make the wall a little higher. I mean, we've had ball studies done, and you know have, where they're going to go based on based on the the current dimensions of of uh, the field we're going to build there. It's been it's been been, been a lot of a lot of behind the scenes work. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about the biggest challenges that you faced in creating this, but I, I imagine it's all those sorts of things, like the scheduling and and trying to arrange where it's going to be. Um, was there any sort of specific requirement from any of the teams or MLB in general, or was it just a case of make the ballpark as neutral as possible? Sure, that's that, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's always about safety and making sure that the field is has is of visual quality and and uh, you know, first the most important part about the ballpark is the field play because you can't have it without you know, that field. And, uh, of course, then, then we looked at all the other components, the locker rooms, the, the trainers areas, uh, all those things. And you go look in the Olympic stadium, they got a very small, uh, you know, uh, soccer, soccer, uh, team locker rooms are, are pretty small. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're building out locker rooms. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the venue on the, on the track inside, uh, there's an inside running track that we're going to actually build out, you know, you know, regular size locker rooms, which is something we did at SCG and other places. It's it'll it'll look like a, a regular locker room that you'd see, you know, at a at a major league park when we're, when we're finished. Yeah. How um how many people are involved in this from start to finish? So from the the recce stage, just going over to the UK and looking at the stadiums, all the way up to the you know the final bit of dirt is just brushed off the field. Yeah. There's there's uh it's. It's a massive undertaking with a lot of folks. Of course, Commissioner's Office has their international group team, Mickey and the guys there working with us, and Kevin and their their group. And then we have uh, obviously we've 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 hired 
you know, populist to help us with some of the design features. We've worked with uh, some folks there, G&T, uh, a local project management firm uh, there in the UK that's going to be coordinating a lot of the activities. We've, uh, we're, we did a lot of interviews last week for, for, for various vendors to provide the fencing, uh, the foul poles, uh, to build those, uh, and, you know, all the padding that, that goes around the field to protect the, the players. Uh, and then, obviously, the field construction, uh, you know, the Hewitts there that do a, pretty much, I don't think, probably all the, all the, all the premier pitches there in, in, uh, in the U.K., uh, they're, they're just a top-notch uh, sports field construction group. And, and so we're, it, it, it's great to have all these resources because in some countries I go to do these things, you know, there's, there's one, there's a language barrier, and two, there's, uh, they just don't have the resources that, uh, that in some countries, other countries have. Yeah. So speaking of resources, then, um, are we? Uh, is there anything specific that's got to be flown in from the U.S.? You know, we're talking about truckloads of Arizona's finest dust or Florida <laughs> swamp mud being brought to the U.K. Is there anything that's got to be got to be brought in? You can't do it in the U.K. Yeah, we're we're still working through some of those materials. Obviously, uh, you know, lo- looking for the the right composition and and uh, doing testing on various clay products for the infield. And, uh, and, uh, and, and for the mounds and home plates, but outside of that, you know, the turf, you know, we're going to have from there and, and the aggregate that we're going to have to level the level, the pitch with to, to build our field is, is from there. Uh, you know, those, those items, most items are, are going to come from the UK, uh, you know, but, but we're, we're still working through some of those details in, in our design and, and, uh, development plan. Um, so you mentioned the staff and, and, you know, there's going to be some people from the UK as well. Is there, is there any roles for like the, you know, the top pullers? Is, is there anyone in the UK that can do that? Or is this like a, a real oh. training course that's got to be done? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, all those guys are going to come from the UK. I mean, we, you know, for Fort Bragg, we had, uh, we had, the, obviously we had 24 army guys on our tarp. We trained them up in three or four days and they were phenomenal. We had the guys from the SCG their crew, we got. Uh, I've already talked to the to the West Ham uh, grounds crew there. They're going to be helping us out, uh, Jimmy and his his team. Uh, we've also got some folks we're bringing in from from around the country there that have helped us on other ballparks. Uh, in fact, uh, from various federations, from the Greek Federation, Tom and his buddy's going to come up help us out. Uh, you know, folks that I've worked with over the years. I think this is a great opportunity for them to. You know, this is the first time we've been over in Europe, and it's it's a great opportunity for them to to be a part of something special and, you know, uh, you know, having done the Olympics in 2004 there in, uh, in Athens, you know, we, we, we had quite the, the crew there with two fields and, and a lot of folks uh, coming around from the country to help out with the, with the field construction and, and maintenance during the event. Oh, it's superb. It's really good. And it's, it, it's great that, you know, people can get involved and, and maybe even network and they can, you know, get their name known and start to know some people, almost like you did when you first started, just going to that ballpark and starting to get to know people. Exactly. Um, so from from start to finish, so when you when you arrive in London to the to the moment, that last bit of Arizona dust is brushed away. Um, what's the time? What's the total time for that? Uh, we're at about uh, 22 days tops. That's incredible the, to, to, to change. Total, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tight schedule. Uh, and uh, we've, we've ran uh, numerous uh, mock-ups and uh, did to see where we can shave time and, and make up time and make things a little easier to install. And we're going to do a lot of prefab work. You know, got to build dugouts and we got to build, you know, like you said the fencing and the batter's eyes and backstops and, and uh, you know, got to get the lights 
arranged right. You know, the venue there is designed to, to light up uh, soccer and track and field events and concerts, not for baseball. So we're having to do a, a full lighting redo there for, for that. And then, you know, probably the, 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 the challenging part beyond building it is, you know, uh, bumping out, you know, basically demobilizing what we have there. And we've got only like five or six days to do that before we got to get the pitch back to Jimmy to get his, uh, get his ryegrass up so he can get ready for the left-hand season. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be, there's been plenty of complaints in the past of the NFL just churning up um, Wembley, but hopefully that won't be the case at uh, the Olympic Stadium. Um, no. So I imagine you get to see quite a bit of the world then, um, especially in recent times, like you say, with the international game moving. Is there is there anywhere you haven't been yet and you're desperate for baseball to go there? You know, it's it's uh, that's a great question. I think... Uh, you know, when we're, we're talking about great places to, to go and we're, we see the sport growing, obviously Brazil's up there, you know, you see, uh, we've got a, in fact, they're hosting a, a tournament in Sao Paulo this, uh, this end of this month. Uh, it's a qualifier for the Pan American games, uh, which is the first time they've hosted something. It's always great to see countries step up that, uh, that, uh, you know, are, are hoping to get into the game and, and develop something. Of course, to do that, you need a field and, and that's where it starts. So, uh, you know, when, when you're looking around different places to play, your 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 powerhouses, which you all know who those are, uh, your your Latin American teams, your Asian teams, and so on. Uh, you know, you go to Europe. You know, you look at the Dutch. Wow, they're strong. You got the it, Italy's always got a strong team. You know, and I, uh, you know, the, you know, Great Britain. You know, they they did they had a good run there at the in the uh, WBC uh, games there in Regensburg a few years back. So. Uh, uh, it's interesting, you know. Spain, Spain can be strong too, as far as you know the weather. You know, when we get challenged to where can we play a game during the uh, during the season or play an opener, you know, it's kind of got to either play in a dome or you got to play somewhere where it's warm, right? Mm. So, so when you're looking at trying to do something April first week of April, or whatever, you got to, you know, you, those those things come into play. Um, something I just thought about actually. Have you um, have you t- taken sort of more of a project manager role? Are you stepping back, or are you still there with your tool belt and your shovel? Are you still getting involved? Are desperate to get involved? Yeah, I I, uh, I tend to grab a shovel and a rake once in a while <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and check it up. No, it's a it's a project management role, but in in a, in a sense of more just uh, this coordination because you think about all the things that have to go in, how it's layered in. You know, we're we're getting this uh, the the field right after the concert season, so the so the entire the entire field will be covered with uh, with the Dura the armor decking system that they use that the guys walk on. And we're building our field above that, so uh, it's uh, uh, it's it, you know the challenges of 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 uh, putting this thing together. Can I say it's been done before? No, can't. Can I say we've done things similarly? Yeah, similar, you know, uh, you know, but uh, it's 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 going to be fun. I know that. Well, that, that's the challenge, isn't it? That's the excitement, I suppose. The, you know, there's there's going to be nerves there to try and get it right, but that's the excitement. It's something completely different. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be superb. So just to clarify, you, there's going to be the armor decking down, then you're putting turf on top of that rather than using the existing turf that's there. That's correct. That's correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's it, because it's it's protecting his pitch, one, the Desto pitch is there, and then we're putting on the aggregate and then, and then our, our, our turf and clay and so on on top of that. So we have to build a build up from there to create enough room to put in, you know, four and a half, you know, hundred mil worth of, worth of infill clay and, and, and the, uh, and the baseline and so on. So it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it, we're, we're building a field from scratch basically. 
So what's the, I mean, what's the biggest worry of that? Is it, is it the fact the turf's going to start ripping up? Um, I suppose it isn't so much of a problem in baseball, but in, in especially in football or soccer in the UK here, you see that new turf when it's laid just gets ripped up so quickly. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's where we're, where we've, uh, uh, we did a lot of the evaluations. We went and looked at sod farms. We talked to folks about the about the turf. We're actually looking at, uh, at it being synthetic as well. So we haven't ruled out anything across the board. Uh, because if you think about it, you know, if you put in a, 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 uh, a natural turf field with uh, with this uh, with the fibers they use to roll the grass out, as soon as it's over, they got to we got to shovel that up and throw it away, and we got to do it again next year. Shovel it and throw it away. If you do synthetic. Yeah. It becomes, you know, you, you, you got a little sustainability there. You can use it twice in a row. And then after year three, you know, who knows what MLB will do with it. You know, you got this field that's, you know, you know they'll, they'll use somewhere else for sure. Having scrubbed out a load of jam jars and tomato sauce bottles this evening, I'm more than happy with sustainability. If I'm doing my bit, I'd like to see MLB do their bit as well. That's cool. Yeah. Um, if uh, so, let's say that people, once, once they've heard this podcast or gone on to read your blog, which we'll mention in a sec, um, they want to get into groundskeeping. What's the um, what's the thing that you, you recommend people do? Well, obviously, it's there's uh, depends on what level you want to get into. There's uh, there's there's different associations. So, the IOG, the Institute of Groundsmen, that, that's uh, very strong there in the UK. Uh, it's a it's a it's a group that uh, that that meets you know quarterly and and they and they have a meetings in in the u.s and other countries it's called the stma the sports turf Management association becoming a member of one of those nonprofit organizations opens you up to a lot of a lot of different career opportunities and you know from uh from the uh from various sports and then and then you know you see a lot of guys you know, where where there's a separated line you've got golf is one thing and sports turf is another so anything uh, outside of golf falls into the sports turf from, you know, horse racing to, you know, bowling, lawn bowling to whatever the sport falls into a sports turf realm. And uh, it's a, you know, again, I was a past president of that organization and we have our trade show coming up next week. It's probably about 3000 members uh, with the STMA now. And uh, again, it's, it's a big ed- educational program. A lot of the universities have, uh, have abilities to get uh, become certified sports turf managers, and and uh, and I know that's something the IOG is looking to do as well in the UK. There you go. So if you want to take on this project next time, that's all you need to do, and just become the rival of uh, Murray Cook. Maybe start that business. <laughs> Maybe start that business that uh, MLB needs to take on. Um, Murray, this has been absolutely fantastic and fascinating as well. Um, I'm sure we're going to get plenty of questions now about that that outfield wall and if it's a little bit bigger. Is it going to look a bit like the monster? Maybe a bit green as well? No, not that large. It's uh, it's it's going to be uh, about 16 feet tall. Uh, the center field wall is, and uh, you know we're gonna, it's it's going to be a black padding type of a color, which is unique for for this sport because it matches up all the logos we're putting in. And uh, you know we're going to be about close to three twenty nine down the lines. Uh, we three eighty five to center field, and the alleys will be about three seventy. So I mean, it's uh, we'll have a big foul territory, which kind of helps the pitcher out a little bit. So uh, you know, give him something back for having a little bit of a short fence in center field, which you know gives him a more better chance to catch uh, guys catch some foul. So we feel like you know baseball ops is checked off. The players union, you know, everyone's been dialed into this. We were there last week, and and the, and the players union folks were with us, and. And uh, we're excited about uh, what we've what we've uh, gone through and 
and our plans moving forward. Well, we're incredibly excited for the games coming over. We cannot wait. And we're already excited for 2020 as well, whoever that may be. Um, and we'll sure we'll see you there. Sure, we'll do. Looking forward to it. Um, can, if, if people want to find you on Twitter or your, if you want to mention your blog, feel free to mention it now. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, people can go. Obviously, the Cook Murray is my title on, uh, on Twitter. You can go to uh, brightview.com. I've got a website there. Uh, we've got the... Uh, the uh, Murray Cook uh, Groundskeeper blog, which is uh, I post something there from time to time, some educational stuff for folks. Um, that's that's that, that's pretty much uh, contact uh, for me. Yeah, and do do get in touch. Murray was um, was very open to chat to us, so I think he's more than happy to talk turf and and foul poles and foul lines all day. If, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, um, I, at Pedroia's Face on Twitter, um, you can find our website, which is www.batflipsandnerds.com. Um, we've got some new writing coming up soon, and uh, we're going to be having more of these podcasts in the future. So make sure you stay, stay tuned. Um, thanks very much, Murray, and goodbye. Okay, take care. Bye.